You're listening to Bottom Line CDI. Talks about how to achieve sustainable success in clinical documentation improvement programs. Hello everyone, I'm Ernie DeLosantos, producer and moderator for Bottom Line CDI. Thanks for listening and let me get right to the podcast. Hello, my name is Glenn Faust, creator and founder of Core CDI. Today marks the first of many thought provocative discussions on anything outpatient and inpatient CDI. What I'd like to do today is call your attention to, I'm sure many of you have heard of the lawsuit against Providence Health Systems for $188 million for potential uh, upcoding and overcoding of three primary diagnoses, sepsis, respiratory failure, and cephalopathy. The lawsuit alleges that the CDI specialists were, were using the query process to achieve documentation of the diagnosis along with tip sheets, reference cards, and even software that prompted physicians to document uh, diagnosis that are major CCs and CCs. What I'd like to talk about today is the fact that we really need to, as an industry, come to terms with our current structural processes and foundations that we call CDI. One of the limitations that I've been convinced we need to overcome is the fact that we use the medical record as a financial tool and try to weed out as many CCs and MCCs as we possibly can. While every program has to be self-sufficient and generate revenue, it should not be the primary outcome of uh, what we call CDI. CDI means seeing the record as a communication tool and working with physicians as constituents and in collaboration to improve the communication of fully informed, coordinated, quality-focused, patient-centered care. So how do we do that? First, we become more proficient skilled and increase our core knowledge of what constitutes the best practice standards and principles of documentation. This means becoming more familiar with uh, what constitutes a sound and effective history and physical. There are three main components to a history and physical, and the history and physical, including the history of present illness, serves as the foundation for establishment of medical necessity. Medical necessity sometimes is thought of as a case management uh, responsibility, but in reality, it's CDI working in, with collaboration uh, with physicians to improve the, enhance the value in the communication of patient care to demonstrate medical necessity through capturing of their doctor's clinical judgment, medical decision making, analytical thought processes, and if we start uh, by first looking at the record as we identify any uh, in potential insufficiencies, we should be looking at the chief complaint and history of present illness. The history of present illness uh, serves as a prism for the demonstration of medical necessity. There are eight key components of history of present illness, starting with location, quality, severity, duration, quality, timing, modifier factors, associated signs and symptoms, and context. This is the first thing that we should be looking at as we start to review a record to demonstrate the severity of illness that the patient has, to how sick was the patient, to the extent that the physician thought uh, that the patient potentially needed a hospital level of care is inpatient versus observation. If we see any deficiencies in the history of present illness, we should engage in a conversation with the physician comparing the acuity as portrayed in the history of present illness with the ER documentation to see if there's any congruence. Next, we should be looking at our physical exam uh, 
uh, to see uh, make sure there's a correlation between results of the physical exam and the history of present illness. Quite, quite oftentimes in the constitutional section of the physical exam, we see patient alert-oriented times three and no respiratory distress. While we see a complaint of uh, patient complaints of shortness of breath in the history of present illness, and we see a diagnosis of acute respiratory failure in the assessment. Well, this is something that the outside reviewers and auditors uh, pride themselves on reviewing to refute that diagnosis of acute respiratory failure. And of course, these are one of the diagnoses that was cited as potential overcoding in the lawsuit against Providence Health Systems. So I encourage the industry to take a hard, uh, deep look at what we're doing and come to the conclusion that there's a lot more that we can be doing in terms of clinical documentation improvement. I refer to the CDI as performance uh, with a purpose. And right now, uh, with this lawsuit, I think it's really important to take a hard look, as I mentioned, about are we doing the right thing in terms of CDI? Are we, are we serving a purpose in the healthcare delivery model? In my mind, it's just a short-term gain using queries. Uh, it's not a sustainable model because once we stop querying the physician, then the documentation suffers. So I'm calling on individually and collectively the CDI profession to take a step back, review the lawsuit if you haven't, and, and arrive at the same conclusion that I have as I've been saying for a long time now, let's, let's really focus on rebuilding, rebranding, reformulating, and restructuring our present process of CDI to the extent that we're actually improving the quality in the communication of patient care. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back soon with another podcast from Bottom Line CDI. Meanwhile, have a great week. Bottom Line CDI podcasts are produced by Ernie De Los Santos. Our host and executive producer is Glenn Krause, President and CEO of Core CDI. To find out more, visit www.core-cdi.com.